Our final speaker for the evening is another redoubtable campaigner, journalist, publisher, Patrick Henningsen of 21st Century Wire. First of all, I want to thank you, uh, everybody, for, for coming tonight. Um, don't, be, uh, don't be fooled by the numbers in this room. Uh, this represents uh, a much bigger group that's out there, and it's not just in this country, it's internationally. And I think uh, everybody who follows social media and who interacts with people, as uh, Emmy testified to, uh, know what I'm talking about. This is a global issue. And I'm going to explain why. So, why am I here? Why are we here? This is a fundamental issue. And I've been trying to put this in a, a way that people can understand. So, I hope that uh, what I can give you is a bo some boiled down explanations that you can take tonight because you're going to be talking to people. This is how this issue is, is going to spread. This is how, if, if, if you really want to win this, which could be uh, in a lot of people's estimation, certainly if you're a journalist or you're a publisher, if you're a news consumer, this is the defining issue of this generation. And if you think about from the beginning of the printing press, from, from the days of Gutenberg till now, think about a post-enlightenment democratic society. Think of all the trials and tribulations that we've had to go through uh, in, in this country, in Europe, in the United States, in North America, all around the world, just to achieve some fundamental rights, some, some constitutional rights, some protections for whistleblowers, for instance, for the press, that they might publish and be damned, but still they'll publish. Think about all the blood that's been shed for that. It's, it's not unlike the, uh, the fight of the suffragettes or the winning the right to vote, which not everybody takes advantage of, despite how many people sacrificed for those rights. So this issue affects everybody. When you go away tonight and you talk to people about what, what these speakers said at this event that I went to in London, you have to, to make it clear to everybody you speak to that this affects everybody. This doesn't just affect the press, the, 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 the papers, the titles that you love, the, the, the ones that I used to read, look forward to reading every weekend when I had my stack to read The Independent, The Guardian, The Times, The Sunday Times, The Mail, whatever. Um, but you know, you understand, uh, now it's every, every journalist, every publication, every blogger, everybody who uses social media, and I make this point to people, there's people doing forensic document analysis on Twitter. They're just ordinary enthusiasts, citizens. They're publishing, they're journalists. The amount of journalists on the planet has mushroomed, okay? So, so this, this issue affects everybody. 
It affects absolutely everybody. This is fundamental, okay? Julian Assange and Chelsea Manning are holding the line on one of the most important uh, uh, pillars of a post-enlightenment democratic society. Understand that's what's happening, okay? That's what you have to get people to understand. You yourselves have to understand that first, okay? And let me tell you, when governments take power uh, or take rights away from citizens, they don't give them back very easily, short of, uh, you know, a French Revolution scenario. And I don't want to see that happen, of course, nobody does. But th that's a very difficult path for society to tread down, okay? So th this is not trivial. But I look in the mainstream media, I look at the journalists, I look at the people who should be covering this. I look at the Guardian who milked WikiLeaks for all the street credit was worth, and Edward Snowden. And I look at some of the, the, the pieces of fiction that they've published over the last couple of years, especially pertaining to this case and also to Julian Assange. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Not that they would uh, call themselves journalists, but that they themselves don't see the danger in letting this one slide. And we've had the editor of WikiLeaks here tonight, and he's very worried, and so he should be, and so should everybody, that, that the, the norms, the, <laughs> what do our, our leaders call it? The rules-based international order. Okay, they even got an acronym for it now. It's, it's R, uh, R B, uh, I S system, rules-based international system. Okay, what what rules-based international system? Making it up as you go along. That that's that is the rules-based international system. It's a Hobbesian state of nature, where might makes right. And and this is what the editor of WikiLeaks was lamenting, and I could hear it in his voice. All of the things that we believed in, that everybody worked towards, dissipating, dissolving right before our eyes. This case is a touchstone on this issue. So understand that Ju Julian Assange is a publisher, like any publisher. And, and Chelsea Manning is the source. Those two things make a story. You lose one, you lose the other or at least you, you lose the purpose of the other, the publisher, okay? This is so important. Now, that's the fourth estate. And right now, there's a lot of people who don't even know what the fourth estate is anymore, who don't care what the fourth estate is. And most of those people are people working in what they think are the fourth estate. So I, I, I could give you a, if, if we, we talk about uh, fake, fake news stories in the mainstream media. I could give you a list as long as my arm for every single individual publication just in the last 12 months, okay? But what, what we have is a system, a state that doesn't believe that it should be held accountable by anybody. And you have to remember, and uh, Alexander pointed this out very clearly, uh, in the United States, um, we have freedom of the press, protection of the press. This, these are things that are mentioned in the Constitution in the United States. 
So you lose this, you lose everything. This, this is how fundamentally important it is. So the system believes that it, it itself should be supervising itself, that it only it is best suited to regulate itself, to hold itself accountable. What sort of system is that, I ask? Okay, I think we, we know the answer to that. We saw it in the mid-20th century, breaking out in Europe, okay? Corporativism, the, the term equated with fascism, famous, made famous by uh, Giovanni Gentile, an Italian philosopher, but attributed to Benito Mussolini often. That's the system that we're looking at now, a corporatist state that is not accountable to anybody. Corporations are not accountable, full stop. Anybody who's tried customer service for any big company can, can attest to that most of the time. But that's what government's becoming like. You go to court, corporation has 100 lawyers. You have maybe a public defender. This is what the pharmaceutical industry behaves like. It investigates itself. It, it, runs, it, it runs its own tests on, it, it regulates itself. So we'll do the clinical trials ourselves, don't worry, and we'll report to you about how we did. Don't worry, it's, it's great. This is the system uh, that's been ushered in the United States now for almost 20 years. So, so the government doesn't want a fourth estate. The case of Julian Assange makes that clear. And, and just imagine, how many of you have seen the collateral murder video the, uh, that WikiLeaks released in 2010? I just watched it for the first time in like eight years. I, I rewatched it last year. And I looked at this and I just couldn't believe what I was watching, you know? And you walk into a shopping mall in America and you gun down 14 people the whole country goes into crisis mode. CNN scrambles 100 reporters and sound stages within 12 hours. Every network's down there. It's the, most, it's the horror of horrors, a mass shooting in America, okay? We watched a mass shooting on, on that video. Not only that, members of the press gunned down. But if you're a member of the military, no charges brought, maybe a slap on the wrist, and if that, it'll be on the lowest ranking officer or soldier, you can guarantee that. When in fact, Donald Rumsfeld himself and Craig Murray would attest to this, his name's on the order for enhanced interrogation. They're just following orders. But they'll st string up a, a low-level private or a corporal or Chelsea Manning in that sense. So... The other thing is understand that this is fundamentally a technology issue as well. This is a, a jurisdiction issue. WikiLeaks is, is in its purest form, if you, if you could take a 21st century media outlet and say this is an archetypal 21st century media outlet, no print, totally digital, international, decentralized, that's WikiLeaks. It doesn't do commentary, doesn't do uh, television interviews or podcast, it, it, it just gets information, it vets it, it collates it, it curates it, does a little bit of formatting, and then it publishes it. And that's an invaluable service for the, for the media. The rest of the press 
globally should be looking at this and saying, what a fantastic resource WikiLeaks is. They do the hard, the hard work for us. They do the heavy lifting for us. All we have to do is, is, is report on it, okay, and, and pull out the nuggets of interest in there that are relevant to our political situation, as Sheila uh, demonstrated a couple of those nuggets in that very thick book. Okay, that's how valuable WikiLeaks is. Now, I just want to make a, a comment on uh, Julian Assange. We talked about the character assassination of Assange. So I was, uh, I was at Belmarsh Prison with a lot of people who are here today uh, protesting and also showing our support for Julian Assange uh, just last week, week and, uh, two weeks ago. Now, the morning of that protest, uh, I, the night before, I got a call from uh, my colleague behind me, and she said, will you go on LBC radio uh, and do an interview about Assange? And uh, I said, well, she said, it's a maybe. So she said, uh, they, they, I think George Galloway was meant to do that interview. So uh, I volunteered to, he couldn't make it, so I volunteered to stand in. So I could say that uh, I'm George Galloway's stunt double for, uh, for LBC. Andrew Castle was the host, okay? Nice guy, nice guy. They did the pre-interview the day before, asked me questions. They weren't even listening to my answers, quite frankly. Anyway, the show starts, and uh, I knew that all of the questions they asked me on the pre-interview, they weren't going to ask me any of those questions on the interview. Um, so as soon as the interview started, Andrew Castle started laying into this issue of Julian Assange as a sex, sex criminal and the, the, is, the issue of Sweden and reviving this case, okay? Nothing about the issue of freedom of the press, nothing about one of the fundamental pillars of our society internationally, none of that. Just about Julian Assange's sexual exploits in Sweden and uh, should he be extradited. So I took a few minutes to lay out the facts of the case to Andrew Castle and he was a bit surprised. He even admitted he didn't know much about the case. And he thanked me. But then I asked him a question that threw, threw him back a little bit. And I said, I said, Andrew, and this was live on air. By the way, we've asked for this clip and they won't give it to us, okay? So I said, Andrew, do you consider, and he's a very nice, very polite, very nice, uh, nice host. I said, do you consider Julian Assange a colleague or not? Do you consider a journalistic colleague? Do you consider WikiLeaks a media outlet or, or not? And it's just pause, okay? So and that's the fundamental question here, okay? I, we, and I say this many other times, Government will do what government does. Politicians will do what politicians do. How many people expect that politicians are going to always tell the truth? Okay. I like your positive attitude, Dr. Gill. <laughs> um, they're going to do what they're going to do. That's why we need an independent fourth estate. That's why we need a free press to hold them to account when they, do, when they don't tell the truth, when they are lying, when they are covering up, when there are crimes. What Chelsea Manning, what Julian Assange are, are leaking, you have to understand there's lives at stake. So even if there are lives at stake, even if there are lives at stake, 
that's, that, that's illegal, that's forbidden, You're, the full weight of the state's going to come down on you, not just one state, two or three states, for exposing war crimes, for you could potentially save lives. Instead, we have the state pointing its apparatus directly at anybody who dares to embarrass the United States government or military, okay? And that's the jurisdiction issue. This is about full global jurisdiction. Okay, the technology has introduced a fundamental problem. And we all know what our, our constitutional rights are, we know what our history is, but we don't know how to deal with this going forward. Certainly the government doesn't, they're panicking. They're in reactionary mode. You can see it now, the, 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 the norms are falling to the wayside. They, they, they do not have the coolness or the level-headedness to sit down. Quite frankly, they don't have the expertise, okay? In terms of technology, most of these people that I've spoke to or heard talk, they're out to lunch. I've, I've seen the talks at Davos and the various other forums, and a lot of people are completely out to lunch, ministers of digital culture and whatever, okay? They can just about use their email and send out a few tweets, and even then, it's haphazard. Okay, so the people maybe sitting in this, behind me, this panel, has more knowledge and more insight in this issue, possibly, than the decision makers in government. And the people I'm facing right now in the audience, some of you, I would put probably in that category as well. You understand the nature of media, you understand the nature of the internet, social media, because you've been using it, you've been on the front lines, you've been in the forums, you've been in the chat rooms for 20 or 30 years, some of you. You've been blogging. Our political leaders haven't. They've been told about blogs and what, what they should know about blogs and what they should say about blogs when they stand in public. So that's, that's basically the, the message. Um, this is, I could go into a lot of other issues, but this affects everybody. So my message is simple. The message that you need to take away tonight is simple, okay? This is for everybody. And if you think the, your, the odds are stacked against you, understand that how things change is when one person gets up and says, no, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to accept that. And as we've, with the letters flooding to the MPs is one example. But you have to physically stand up and say no, and you have to put yourself uh, in between the aggressor and the person who's being oppressed in this case, who's representing the interests of everybody here and outside these doors. That is the most important concept, and I hope uh, everybody can take that on board, spread that uh, to as many people as you can, get people aware of this issue, get people to understand how important and fundamental it is. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody.